Hi, Rav Judy here with the beginning of the third parak of Mishnah Masechet Megillah. Our Mishnah study is dedicated towards the merit of Rafu Shlema for Tova Miriam by Devorah Mindel and for Kalman Yitzchak ben Sarah Bluma. The first Mishnah in the third parak reads, That if the people of a town sell the uh, a public space in the town, and they, they are allowed to use the money for something that is higher than public space. Public space is already seen as something a little bit sacred. It's a gathering place. It's a place where decisions were made. It could be a place for tefillah. But they're allowed to use that money to go up one level and use it to purchase a shul. So if the community wants to have a big Knesset, they want to have a place to dive and they want to have a shul, they can sell a public square and then dedicate the funds for a shul. Big Knesset, Lokenteva. Now, the money sold that is gained from selling off a shul can be used to buy an Aron, a, a a, an ark for a Torah scroll. Teva, let's say they sold an ark, can be used to buy things that are up one level also, namely uh, Torah covers. Let's say you sell the scarves, the Torah covers, that are used to, to bind the Torah, to protect the Torah. You can use that to buy Svarim. Svarim here could mean uh, printed chumashim, and it could mean scrolls of Navi and Ketuvim, of prophets and writings, but other sort of Nach materials, and not exactly Sifri Torah yet. We'll see that in a moment. Svarim, let's say you sold those things, Lokhen Torah, you can buy a Torah. And the Torah is at the top of the pecking order of that which is valuable or sacred. Aval Imachu Torah. However, let's say they sold a Torah. Sometimes a community is dying out, they sell the Torah, they, they whatever it is, they can sell a Torah, they're not allowed to use the money from a Torah to now buy Nach uh, scrolls. By the way, it could be a very functional community that Baruch Hashem has a lot of Torahs. It says, oh, well, let's sell off a Torah and we'll use it to buy Torah covers. No, it ha- you, you can go up, you can't go down. So, if you sell a Torah, then you can't uh, you can't use the money to buy Nach or Chumashim. Svarim If you sell those Svarim, you're not allowed to use it to buy Torah covers. If you sell Torah covers, you can't use the money to buy an Ark. If you sell an Ark, you can't use the money to buy a Shul. And you can't sell a shul to buy a public space. So too with their leftovers. Meaning, let's say you were just it, there was leftover money. The shul was so valuable that you want to sell it, and then you have part of the money will be used to buy a public square, but then there will be extra, or or part of the money will be used to buy another shul, and then there will be leftovers. You sell a Torah, and there's so much leftover, you can buy another Torah plus some. Uh-uh. The rule is that things can be sanctified more, not less. Interesting that elsewhere, and what's coming to mind is Leip of Metzia, but I can't tell you at this moment offhand, the Gemara talks about what one does with an orphan uh, when one needs to put aside funds for them, is the best move. One option there is maybe buy land. Because they're not making any more of it, so buy the orphan land, and that way at least their their money will be safe for a while, or should be put into something that might bring greater gains, and yet at the same time, if it brings greater gains, it also brings risk. And one of the opinions there is buy orphan a Torah. Now, this has ups and downs. Given, on the one hand, it's inherently valuable. Uh, On the other hand, given this, they won't be able to sell that Torah and use it to buy food at any point or anything else. It's now locked into a Torah, but then again, they've now gotten one of the 613 mitzvot, namely that of writing a Torah, or having a Torah. So, it's a little bit complicated. Anyway, to finish off the Mishnah, We're not allowed to sell a uh, that which belongs to the community to an individual, so it could be 
you know, whether it's, well, any of these things, an individual would like to buy them. Rabbi Yehuda maintains that selling from a larger group to an individual is inherently a lesser sanctity and a lesser respect to the holy item, because the holy item is now owned by a private individual that's not as much as the merit of a community. But the Rabbanon disagree, and they say, Amrulili said back to him, Imkain, if that's the case, According to you, Rabbi Yehuda, you wouldn't be able to sell a Torah scroll from a big city to a small city because there'll be fewer people. So Rabbi Yehuda would apparently maintain that there is a qualitative difference between being privately owned and publicly owned. The the Rabbanon are saying that, no, it's not a qualitative difference, it's a quantitative difference. And that quantitative difference is not significant. We know that we're allowed to sell from a large community to a small community. And so that is proof that one is allowed to sell public property, let's say, of a Torah to a private individual who'd like to buy it, and then maybe the community will use the money to buy another Torah or something like that, or sell Torah covers to an individual and then use the money to now buy Svarim or a Torah, which we said is a step up.